0: Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the $100 is Zach Ferran. He's a 22 year old Apple employee and he's listening to the show and loving it. For your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday, simply subscribe to the podcast on iTunes now and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you did it to enter. Coming up tomorrow morning, you're gonna learn from a founder who has helped helped over a thousand passengers get to where they want to go. They've got three co-founders, four employees. They're in Mountain View right now going through 500 startups. They they launched in 2016. They took 150 grand from 500 startups for 6%. And again, they're helping people travel more efficiently and on a success-based 25% fee. Nathan lad here. Good morning, everybody. Our guest today is Patrick Alunik, and he started as a programmer and designer at Codemasters 20 years ago, working on Micro Machines V3. Prior to founding Endreams in 2006, he was creative director at Eidos, where he was responsible for the design and gameplay of all the titles there, including games you know very well, like Tomb Raider Legend and Hitman Blood Money. Endreams is now 50 people strong and pivoted to focus solely on virtual reality three years they've launched six vr titles already we're going to dive in today patrick are you ready to take us to the top i certainly am nathan yes so it seems like gaming is really what's going to cause the distribution widespread adoption of vr you're at the forefront of that what do you think is the biggest thing standing in your way to widespread adoption
1: the biggest challenge is just getting enough hardware units out there. At the mm-hmm. moment, the hardware, the high-end hardware is still fairly expensive. Um, and there aren't any killer apps yet. We're still figuring out how to make the very best games and experiences for VR and learning quickly. So I think it will be a combination of the price point of hardware coming down, the mobile VR headsets working with everybody's phone, not just the very expensive high-end phones, and also great, great content coming out there, which the, which the market needs. Which of your games so far has been the biggest hit in terms of
0: revenue ge- generated for yourself?
1: Uh, strangely enough, actually, it's been a, a mobile game called Perfect Beach, which has been out for 18 months now and is a very simple experience. You've had a stressful day, your boss has been moaning, you're stuck in the traffic, you can put it on and just relax and pretend you're back on your summer holiday. And bizarrely, a very simple product that was very quick to make has done very, very well for us.
0: Uh, defined very well. I mean, do, do you measure downloads or views per day? What's the key usage metric you look at?
1: Uh, we tend to look at uh, units sold at the moment. At the moment, VR is a little bit too early to do service games and to do certainly free-to-play titles. So for us, our, our key metric is sort of how many units were sold so far. And across all the titles we've launched so far, we've done just, just under a quarter of a million titles uh, sold so far. That's VR games and experiences, which is a, a great start in a pretty early market, to be honest with you. It sure
0: is. And and for Perfect specifically, how, much, uh, how many of the quarter million downloads has Perfect been responsible for? Uh, it's probably about probably about half of those. I think something like that. Okay, got it. So so call it one hundred seventy-five thousand, something like that. Or sorry, sorry, uh, one hundred twenty-five thousand, something like that. Yeah, sounds about right. Great. And walk us through the process of how something like this comes to be. So so what's your team structure? How was Perfect created?
1: So we have 50 people here, uh, probably about 38 of those are in development. Um, so we sit down, we brainstorm ideas. Ideas can come from literally anybody in the studio. We have great game designers, but you know coders, artists, producers, anybody can come up with the ideas. If we have one page ideas we like, we then get together, we work them out, we come up with sort of further ideas, pick ones that are promising, and then they go to sort of six page green light process where we, we do an ROI. We work out how much they're going to cost to make, what the sort of sales are likely to be. And if we like those, that we'll put them into early development, and then we prototype the gameplay, the game. That's the really key bit, Uh, particularly with VR. VR is so different. There's a lot of things to learn. uh, There's a lot of new skills. So it's really important to get the gameplay, the fun bit, up and running really early, even though everything looks horrible and gray boxy and doesn't look pretty. If the gameplay is fun and it's great to play, you know you're going to have something that works. And so for perfect specifically,
0: uh, again, people, this is a foreign concept in terms of how to pay for an experience on VR. Where are people going to pay to get perfect?
1: So for Perfect. So Perfect Beach is on uh, the Oculus Store, which uh, if you have a Gear okay. VR headset, it sort of it boots you into the store and you can buy it and download it from that. It's also on Google Play. So for the, the sort of Android based VR headsets, you can buy it from the Google Play Store, just like you buy a Google app on your phone. Uh, we just launched Perfect on high end headsets, actually on the, the PlayStation VR, Vive and Oculus Rift. And they all have their own stores. They're all digital stores that you buy it and download the game from digitally. And how much is it? Uh, the mobile version is currently, I think it's about two dollars ninety nine, okay. uh, and the high end version uh, for the high end headsets is, oh, you're testing my memory. I think it's <laughs> about seven ninety nine dollars, something like that. So this okay. is a relatively low price uh, compared to
0: some of our bigger games. Sure. So, so at a minimum, let's say one hundred twenty five thousand uh, perfects, you know, perfect uh, apps sold or VR apps sold at a minimum price of three bucks. It's fair to say you guys have done well over three hundred seventy five grand just specifically from this from this game. Is that accurate?
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, we've been really pleased with, with, with the revenues. I mean, they're still, they're, they're still early. And the challenge with mobile VR is that the price points are a lot lower than the high-end VR. If you're doing yeah. a game for PlayStation VR or Vive, you can get a much higher price point because the games tend to be bigger, but also they're more expensive to make. So yeah, you know,
0: we're, we're pleased with the revenue so far, definitely. Is there anyone selling more VR apps than you are currently?
1: Oh, that's a good question. I mean, we're, I haven't heard anybody that have announced quarter of a million units. I know that, um, you know, there's a couple of developers who have, who've done good numbers on high-end headsets and certainly revenue-wise are probably at the level we're at, but not many. And and one of the challenges actually is there's not a lot of openness in terms of data. It's really hard to find sales figures and revenue figures for VR uh, software and also for VR headsets as well. Other than Samsung, who announced that sold 5 million gear VRs at CES this year, there's nobody else talking about their numbers, which, which means you have to kind of try and figure out and chat to people and work out what the install bases are like so there's not
0: a good way for you to tell what the what the total kind of potential base looks like and what percentage of that base you've infiltrated is that accurate
1: yeah it's hard to be sure i mean we make our own estimates we talk to lots of people we talk to the headset manufacturers and try and get the best idea but there is a lack of data in the market at the moment it's partly a function of it just being so early to be honest with you yeah when did you launch the company uh, we started the company 10 years ago. So we spent the first seven years focusing on uh, these crazy things called alternate reality games where you uh, you spin a story over a period of time. You have online games, Facebook messages, stories coming up everywhere. And we also did a lot of work in virtual worlds with PlayStation Home and became the biggest global publisher in there. It was a small palm, but we were a big player. It was really interesting, but it wasn't uh, a platform that was going anywhere. And we fell in love with VR three years ago, saw the first Oculus headset. Sony showed us their headset very early on. And we just kind of went nuts over it, to be honest with you.
0: So this was 2007. You launched it. And is this company bootstrapped or have you raised capital?
1: Uh, it was bootstrapped up to a few years ago. We raised capital primarily for VR. We realized that um, virtual reality, you know, we three years ago was very early. There were no VR headsets launched. We wanted to be in early and understand it. But And we had some profits, you know, in the bank, but we, we didn't have enough to fund it. So we actually raised some money through a UK VC, a relatively small UK VC called Mercy Technologies, and they've supported us over the last few years. Uh, and that's worked pretty well for us, actually. So how much total have you raised? Uh, I've raised about $6 million uh, million so far. And how does a company
0: like yours get valued? Uh, Is it just an install-based kind of equation?
1: No, I mean, we we were, you know, we did the investments really before there was any VR market at all. So it is purely on what people think the market is going to be and what they, you know, where we think we're going to be in terms of sales and revenue over the next few years. It is difficult. You certainly can't value a company like ours on current revenue and current profit. I mean, not least because we're not profitable yet. You know, this is still so early. We're still seeing such small install bases that we're not quite at the point where we're making profit, although hopefully we will be by the end of the year. What did you guys do
0: in, in total 2016 top line revenue?
1: Uh, 2016, our revenue, um, well, we have our financial year coming up just just in a couple of months, so we tend to work towards that. So, we'll do revenue of about $2 million this financial year, um, which is not bad. Next year, we'll do about six, six or seven. So, it gives you an idea about how we're growing at the moment. We did about did about 750 last
0: year. That's really helpful to understand. Yeah, so, so, wait, sorry. What, you said you did last year, 750. This year, that's just wrapping up for you. You'll do about 2 million. This year about
1: 2 million, yeah. And that's then hopefully about six. 6 or
0: 7 we should do next year. So it gives you an idea of the kind of growth we're on. And how does it, like, when you study kind of the Zynga story, <clears throat> that, you know, the, the people were really up on Zynga and then they didn't do so well because people thought Zynga figured out, you know, a, a, a game plan to follow to keep releasing hit games. You're kind of yeah. now on the same stage early on, you know, early years of Zynga, except specifically for VR. Have you come up with a playbook? Can you actually predict which games are going to do well?
1: Um, we're, st- we're still learning this is so early no I mean we can't say definitively every game we make is going to hit but we're doing you know 8 to 10 titles a year and we're learning we're trying different genres out we're seeing out. We're seeing what works and focusing on the stuff that does work so uh, we're certainly not Zynga after they absolutely know what they're doing we're in the stages of learning what works well and we've been doing that for a while and we're doing that quite fast VR's um, you know going to be around for the next 5-10 years I think growing very rapidly and so we're just trying to figure stuff out quicker than anybody else
0: which one of these has done the Worse, the assembly gunner skydiving danger goat or the first version of perfect beach
1: well revenue wise skydiving because it was free we didn't charge for it it was a little demo <laughs> we stuck out at the beginning so but we got two and a half million youtube views so you know we were quite pleased That's with amazing. that sort of prove there was uh, interest in vr um in terms of them probably gunner cause it was launched right at the beginning of the gear VR and there just weren't many headsets out there. So that had a decent install base. Um, you know, when, you're, when your install base is small, I, I think we probably hit three or four, maybe 5% of the, of the install market at that point, but yeah. that was a tiny market. So, uh, probably like 10, that, you know, 000, something like that. Um, yeah, maybe even slightly less than that. So it's, you know, that was an interesting one. And, and actually what was good for us is we tried perfect beach soon afterwards and, that was a that was an experiment. You know, will people pay to uh, to, to get a, a, an experience a where they just laze around and relax and listen to an audiobook? And actually, people did, and people enjoyed it. So, it, you know, it gets a good example of the sort of experimenting we're trying to do. That is interesting. Uh, so, is it what did it cost?
0: Excuse me, what did it cost you to make a Gunner all in?
1: Um, that's a good question. I, I don't have those figures on me. Also, the other thing I will say, and I can't specifically say whether it refers to Gunner or not, but sometimes you do get funding advice and assistance from some of the first parties. So, um, you know, the headset manufacturers who are working on the headsets want great quality titles. And there oh, are so uh, quite often it. occasions, yeah, where well, you get a little bit of a hand from them in the early stages to make sure the
0: games are as good as they can be. But that doesn't dilute you, right? They're not investing in, in your company. They're no, just saying, hey, here's... no,
1: no, that's just purely sort of an advance to help make the games, you know, help us make good games which that's,
0: is cool that's great okay good that's good to know so what is uh what's next for you guys what's coming up in the next year
1: um so we've got a load of different games coming out this year i uh, probably be launching about six between uh uh march and december we got an uh the, the assembly our big adventure game actually launches today on uh, where i'm recording this on xbox one Very and exciting. playstation 4 which is cool so that's we'll see amazing. how that that's does. a big deal i mean you're like number
0: one in the vr space releasing a new game that's Perfect. Guys, go check it out.
1: Yeah, no, we're really excited. It's going to be a big year and it's going to be all about growth. You know, we're continuing to hire. We're continuing to build ourselves up and and we're learning all the time. You know what? There's new headsets coming out. There's lots of stuff happening and it's such an exciting space to be to be. And I can't tell you.
0: What's the number one way that these things get distributed? Is it just from placement in the Oculus store?
1: yeah I mean the the key thing is people are buying them from the Oculus store, the you know from from Steam, the big PC store for the Vive headset, from PlayStation network. so it, the key thing is uh, for a business, it's a relationship with those store uh, the guys running the stores, and we've spent a long time over the last three years sort of building those relationships up. But you know what? At the end of the day, it's all about having a great game. If you've got a high quality game that people like, you're gonna do okay, but everyones everyone generally gets them from the stores. We have done a little bit of in-store cards. I don't know if you've seen them, I don't know if they have them in the US actually, but here you have little digital cards you can buy in in game stores physical cards with download codes you can take home so we've done a little bit of that it's possible we'll play around with some boxed versions at some point but we are you know primarily digital we've never done anything non-digital so far
0: anyway alright Patrick let's wrap up with the famous five number one what is your favorite business book
1: um, I've, I read a book recently called The Chimp Paradox by Professor Steve Peters and it's absolutely fantastic not just for business but for home as well family and things number two is there a
0: CEO you're following or studying right now
1: Oh, you're going to hate me, but I have to say Elon Musk. I think he's fantastic. (laughs) The other CEO, actually, Brendan uh, Iribe, the uh, CEO of Oculus is fascinating, and it's really cool to see what he does. Uh, Number three, is there a favorite online tool you
0: have, like Acuity Scheduling?
1: Yeah, uh, probably OneNote or Box. I use a
0: lot. Um, I think they're both fantastic. Number uh, four, yes or no, do you get eight hours of sleep every night? I do, yes. Oh, very good. And what's your situation, married, single? Do you have kids?
1: I'm married and I have two kids. So so it's a miracle. How old are they? (laughs) Uh,
0: One is 10 and the other one is 12. Okay. So at least they're not like in the not sleeping, you know, under two, three, four years old age, right? No, I'm quite lucky. That's good. And how old are you? Uh, I'm 42 now. All right. Last question, Patrick, take us back 22 years. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew?
1: I think i tell my 20-year-old self, life is too short to play it safe. You've got to take a risk. It's so much more exciting. Even though it's scary, you just got to do it. Be brave.
0: Guys, there you have it. Life is too short to play it safe from Patrick. Again, Olunic again, focused on the VR and the VR app space. They've launched many titles, over six. They're one that is doing the best, as we discussed, is Perfect Beach or the Perfect Experience. Over 125,000 units sold at a minimum of $3 a pop. Uh, they're doing very well. Really leading the VR app ecosystem. Patrick, thank you for taking us to the top. My pleasure, thank you, Nathan. If you enjoyed Patrick today, go back and listen to Alan yesterday. Alan runs a company called Clipfolio and announced that he raised $12 million on a $45 million pre-money valuation on my show yesterday. They've passed 7,000 customers and $500,000 in monthly recurring revenue with their business dashboards. Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like, oh, we're giving away cars, and I have something special for you today. Okay, Top Tribe. I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win a hundred bucks every Monday.